we even begin, I definitely wanted to uh, give a quick shout out because I thought this was really, really cool. I saw this in the news this morning. It is the 75th anniversary of the end of World War II. Pretty wow. incredible stuff. So if you have any uh, vets or anybody that you know, um, give them a shout out today because th this it's a totally incredible milestone that we had in this country. And uh, just wanted to say that real quick. But we got a phenomenal guest that's here with us that's going to be zooming in to the Chris Collins Show, the Millennial Bunkered Edition. We got Zoa. She's a mesmerizing female artist. You guys are in for a treat. And Marissa, um, we want to remind everybody to go and check out our new YouTube episode drop featuring rapper Baby Byron. If you haven't done it, go ahead and do it after the show because we are live. This is hashtag TLDR, too long, don't read. We did all the reading for you, so you didn't have to do it. College students, I am speaking to you. Do you feel like your refund for your spring parking pass isn't enough to relieve financial stress? Because in an article from CNNBC titled, Demand for Refunds Intensifies Among College Students by Jessica Dickler. For college students studying at home amid the coronavirus pandemic, like me, <laughs> college isn't what it used to be. However, it still costs just the same. So while several colleges and universities are offering refunds of fees and room and board, the reimbursement policies vary from school to school, and nearly all of them have drawn the line at tuition. So students from Boston University and Brown University are among the latest group to file a class action lawsuits against the universities asking for repayment for tuition, room and board, and other costs due to COVID-19 related campus closures. But on the other hand, Vanderbilt University addressed students on their website stating the following, the faculty effort and resources required to deliver the coursework are the same, and in some cases greater, and when they are delivered online as when they are delivered in person. So meanwhile, more than 500,000 people signed a move on petition asking Congress to include student loan debt forgiveness for doctors in the next stimulus bill. So Marissa, does the class of 2020 have a reasonable case in court? Of course they do. <laughs> yes, we're already being charged way too much universities. And even though I like to teach as an adjunct and I love the money I make, um, it's still too much per person. And especially if you're in the higher uh, end of it. And yeah, if you're not, we're not using the fields the theater, the music rooms, the every other room you have for the student fees are paying, then yes, it needs to just go back to the student. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if there, there's no athletics happening right now, I mean, what if you're, you pay for the dorm life, right? And you're still paying for that? You, you should be able to get a refund. I, I kind of get the line where they're drawn on tuition because, yeah, you, they're absolutely right. I mean, professors still have to do their job, right? They have, to, they have to still grade papers at the end of the semester. So, yeah, they're still working their butts off. But I still believe colleges should get some form of reimbursement because, meanwhile, College costs are skyrocketing because tuition and fees plus room and board for a four-year private college. Get this, listeners. This is insane. Averaged $49,870 in the 2019-2020 school year, according to the college board. 
uh, equal pay for women has been dealt a major blow this week from a federal judge. The lawsuit between the U.S. Women's National Soccer League and U.S. Soccer Federation has taken a turn for the worse. In an article from BuzzFeed titled, U.S. Women's Soccer Was Just Dealt a Huge Blow in Their Equal Pay Lawsuit, written by Stephanie K. Bayer, a judge has ruled that the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team has insufficient evidence to bring their claim of unequal pay to trial, delivering a major blow to the four-time World Cup champions lawsuit. And I, I have to say that I am, this decision was not what I was expecting at all, especially after the uproar over the sexist comments the U.S. Soccer Federation president used to justify the lower pay for female athletes. I mean, the comments were so gregarious that it forced the president of the U.S. soccer to step down. And he was replaced by his female vice president, Cindy Parlow Cone. Now, it looks like the court's decision will leave the ball in the field of Parlow Cone to see if she will champion the rights of the women's league. Chris, do you think there will be any significant changes in how much women's league will be paid? I mean, or is this just going to be just another fruitless battle in getting equal pay for women? It's it's frustrating. I mean, especially when you got reports of a lot of ESPN reporters that are just so unaware of this. Haven't you noticed that the only thing they talk about is they're so worried about, like, will Andy Dalton take Dak Prescott's job from the Dallas Cowboys? They're so worried about pass interference, uh, you know, instant replays gone, while we can't even defend equal pay for sports just in general? It's ludicrous. And, I mean, you hit it right on the nose. The, the president of the FIFA, you know, of the U.S. Women's Soccer Federation said some of the most outrageous things during the time, and you would have think that would have been used against him in court. Obviously not. This is just going to be another frivolous lawsuit, and it's going to continue. And uh, female reporters, I'm, I, you know, I call for you to actually make this a bigger issue because it should be, and there's not enough people talking about this. Yeah, I only, saw, I only saw this article and one other circulating. A lot of stuff is happening right now. You have murder hornets out there. Like, a lot of things are crazy right now. No, Marissa, that's not that crazy. This is crazy. This, and this, this needs is, to be resolved. This is stuff that is going to affect my daughter. And even not myself, but my daughter coming up. Well. Uh, Parlo Cohn needs to step up and lead. She needs to make sure that women's league gets equal pay. Period. Yes, there you go. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, life is on pause for many Americans across the country, and NASA plans to use taxpayers' dollars to shoot a live-action film in space. And no, we're not talking about Steve Carell's Space Force. <laughs> In an article from CNN Business titled, NASA is working with Tom Cruise to shoot a film in outer space. And yes, really, <laughs> by Jackie Waiters, or Waddles, my apologies. <laughs> the head of NASA confirmed Tuesday that the space agency is working with actor Tom Cruise to make a movie on the International Space Station. A NASA spokesperson also confirmed to CNN Business that Cruise will launch into space and stay abroad the multi-billion dollar laboratory station that orbits about 250 miles above Earth. 
which is pretty insane. So NASA Administrator Jim Brendenstein said in a tweet Tuesday, we need popular media to inspire a new generation of engineers and scientists to make NASA's ambitious plans a reality. But the thing is, NASA, this movement doesn't inspire millennials at all. And I'll tell you why. Because how can a millennial, or millennials in plural, right? How can millennials aspire to become an astronaut when they work their asses off to earn an advanced degree and then compete against thousands of other applicants every year only to lose their spot to a Hollywood Scientology clown? Think about it. Now that you've thought about it. <laughs> Marissa, will Tom Cruise action film in space inspire the youth around the world? Look, I mean, kudos for anybody trying to go to space. I'm a huge space fanatic. I'd also like to sign up and be an extra. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you know they're going to need someone it. to do makeup, right? But, Someone's going to have to do costume. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not me. I like to act. Anyway, um, I, all he ever does is run in films. So what, are we going to watch a film of Tom Cruise running on the moon in slow motion? I think what's going to get a higher viewership is actually the behind the scenes. Because just imagine just the lighting guy just like floating, the boom mic guy. He's like, hold still, Tom! Hold still! But if the space flight is successful, Tom Cruise would be the first actor to endure extraterrestrial travel. But as that starts to conclude our TLDR, we are jumping right on into Just Talking, and we are beyond stoked because we got the mesmerizing female artist, Zoa, with us. She's zooming on in, so why don't you come on in and join us right now? How you doing, fam? How's Hi, it Zola. going? Good, so how are for, you? So for all the viewers who have no idea who Zoa is, could you just give us a quick background on who you are? I'm Zoa Seo, and I'm from South Korea. Um, I put out my EP last year, and I was gigging a lot, but now I've been stuck in my room. <laughs> <laughs> and how are you keeping yourself preoccupied? Because I can only imagine as a musician like yourself, who was actually getting quite a lot of gigs just as recently, and now COVID-19 is just making everything difficult for a musician. Mm -hmm. So how are you uh, keeping yourself active during these times? Well, I try to write more songs, but it's hard to write song every day for like two months, you know? So <laughs> I, I started learning something new that I haven't been able to because I was like working and gigging, practicing. Like I'm learning Spanish. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just wasn't expecting that because I see you as this K-pop star. So you kind of threw me off when you were like, I'm learning Spanish in my music. I know. Why so? I learn English more. <laughs> 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 well, what intrigues you about Spanish language that you want to implement it into your music? I get, I, well, I love reggaeton. And oh, okay. I, I want to I sing reggaeton one someday. And most of my friends, like musicians' friends, are from Latin America. Like my roommate's from Ecuador, and so I've been so out for the Spanish culture. And I started watching a show on Netflix, and it got me so into the that culture. So I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna learn it. I'm gonna be master of uh, Spanish during the COVID nineteen. <laughs> and what was this oh, Netflix uh, show? <laughs> oh, it's um La Casa de Papel, a money heist. Taste? 
Okay. See, I should learn English more. Okay. okay. So what, Zoa, you're, you're learning English. You're just dumping into Spanish. What mm -hmm. language have you found is easier to learn so far, English mm -hmm. or Spanish? Spanish. No. I was going to say Spanish. really Spanish yeah. because it's always like the last with syllabi that's like always throws you off because it's always like, you know. That's true. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know what's like the female word and what's like, you know. But right. The O's Spanish. and A's. That's about all I remember. Yeah. <laughs> you know, three years of Spanish didn't really do Chris Collins that well. All right. Maybe I need to go down the same route and do exactly the same steps that you are doing so I can bring some Latin vibe. What, uh, what, what, um, cause I'm trying to learn Spanish too. And I, I've fallen off. Oh, that's cool. So I have the Rosetta stone that I need to set up still, but what program are you using to learn Spanish or are you just watching Telemundo? You know, cause I'm using Korean website. Mm. Oh. So, it, yeah, they explain it in <laughs> Korean. Sorry. No, no. <laughs> I, I mean, that's cool. At least you have all, there's all these different routes, right? I mean, we're so generic. I mean, Marissa and I, we're like basic white girls over here. We're like, are you using Hooked on Phonics? Is that what you're using? Is that how you're learning your Spanish? <laughs> but but Duolingo is really cool. Duolingo, yeah. the app. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have, uh, I have the app, and then um, I was wondering about Babbel. I was hoping maybe you were doing that. Invested <laughs> in Babbel. <laughs> but I can only imagine, you know, someone like yourself growing up in South Korea and then moving to Los Angeles. Uh, what was the, when you lived in South Korea, for example? How did the people in Korea view, uh, you know, Los Angeles? Because you know, us in LA, about the only thing we think about is North Korea. You know, we know that you have a neutral borderline. We know that you guys don't get along. It feels like it's a scary unless place. It's K -pop. K -pop <laughs> yeah, unless it's K-pop. like South Korea, my K-pop. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, it's just known as a scary place that we got the, the people in the South. You know, winter's coming, right? It's like Game of Thrones theme. <laughs> How is it like viewing Los Angeles from your hometown? Um, land of opportunities much cultures more diverse music not only music art you know and yeah. a lot of people from all over the world did you find yourself coming to los angeles maybe disappointed or was there something that stuck out that shocked the hell out of you when i first got here i was actually disappointed oh tell me I, so I explain to, more because <laughs> i was like la is so like beautiful like sunny i mean it's sunny but i got to the um, hollywood Star, star signs what it what is it called Hollywood yeah, Blue. Hollywood, I was like, yeah yeah and now that that's it yeah like, <laughs> that's, that's just it only the street that's it i was like so you're telling me south korea is more beautiful than uh hollywood e, be honest hollywood, yes then hollywood yes but then los angeles no oh okay yeah and, the, uh, all the beaches and downtown i love downtown and yeah, and I wanted to ask you that too, because when you were just mentioning now, you know, the biggest difference you, you noticed, or at least from your hometown, you were like more diverse range of music. Mm -hmm. And obviously we know, we think of South Korea, North Korea, K-pop, right? Mm -hmm. Where do you go to, to find that K-pop scene? Cause I have no idea where it's at in Los Angeles. I believe they uh, have like big K-pop show every year. I don't know about this year, but <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and they bring all, all the famous singers and then yeah k-town 
<laughs> I came down. I, I mean, I mean, what's your favorite? What's your favorite type of music? Type of music? Um, I love neo soul R and B. I don't really. I'm not really into K-pop though. Why so? Is it because you've just been invested in it all your life? Like, are you gonna tell me now that you're not a BTS fan? You're kind of speechless. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's going against your own country if you said no. <laughs> Be honest. What, how are you feeling? <laughs> when they first came out, I I was obsessed with them. But you know, you know, when you start like liking some new groups, and then they get famous, and you lo- you lose your interest. <laughs> <laughs> and what? Why did? Why did, do you feel like that's because it got maybe heavily influenced into the maybe the U.S. culture? Maybe did do you think that maybe inflicted onto the BTS crew? Well, the the big part of the uh, the big reason that I'm not really into K-pop also BTS. <laughs> I love BTS. I love BTS, but the reason is um they're so focused on the performance, like dancing and how they look, how they wear, how they dress, you know. And some some people just become singers when they cannot sing at all. And they get the title as a rapper because <laughs> they cannot sing. So it happens a lot. So I was like, okay, so they're I, misidentifying I wanna... in K-pop genre who's a rapper. Mostly, like if you yeah. can't sing, or if you can't, if you don't, if you have a deep voice like myself and you can't get those high pitches, well, I'm going to be also, considered a rapper. And like I said, I mean, that's a big thing about K-pop. It's not so much about the person's talent because they have so much of the industry creating mm-hmm. who they are. That's why so many K-pop artists commit suicide have huge drug issues i mean it's it's yeah heartbreaking um i know that with they have a big production team so zoa Mm -hmm. like why are you so hard to find i was (laughs) trying to google you i'm like searching you and i found some of your stuff but it's like you are incognito (laughs) i need more zoa (laughs) yeah why so you you live such a lucrative lifestyle and is is that sort of something that you is a South Korean kind of thing where you've always kind of kept the, you know, the privacy <laughs> hiding. Well, maybe I'm not that famous. Yet. No, <laughs> no, you're gonna get there. You're you're really phenomenal. I cannot I'll wait to play your yeah. music during strike a chord. But no, I think that what Marissa is saying is sort of a fair question. You know, it's like especially in LA, right? It's always like you know, especially like radio DJs, like Marissa and I, like everybody always likes to put a face to that voice nowadays. I feel like video mm-hmm. on air productions are the new thing now. And uh, wh- why do you feel like, uh, is it just because uh, maybe you just got into music just recently? Cause I know you just pursued music in 2019, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm trying to do more geek stuff first. So mm-hmm. like stranger people can know me, can listen to my song and like maybe search on Instagram or Spotify, then like uh, more magazines, interview. I just started interviews and magazines with Jackie. Nice. And I've done like a <laughs> couple of them. Yeah. Well, let me but tell I'm you trying. this because I, I, I saw that this morning. There's a leaked report uh, that Live Nation's uh, president was in an investor's call uh, last Thursday, literally yesterday. And supposedly they are planning to have crowdless and drive-in concerts 
Zoa, would you do a drive-in concert if someone hit you up and said, I got you booked at the Tiki Drive-In at Montclair, California? Would you play? <laughs> so I'm just looking at all the cars. I can, yeah. I, can, I cannot even see their faces. Well, um, you could say that the music got played on the radio. But like, <laughs> it sounds like a terrible idea, in my opinion. Would you be in for that ride? Or are you kind of on the movement of like, I want to wait for this coronavirus to sort of pan down so I could feel safe to be back on that stage. I'll, I'll wait a little bit more, yeah. Yeah, how do you feel about um, California going into phase two? I mean, honestly, I, I don't know how Marissa felt, but I know I've been wait, speaking okay, with... Wait, wait, what is phase two? Well, What's phase two is now... I haven't re seen any difference. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, Marissa? That's funny. Well, for all the listeners who are out of the state of California, phase two is now moving into opening up some of the beaches, mm -hmm. opening up some of the parks. Um, you know, you could, some of the LA counties can now open up some of their barber shops with, uh, you know, some strict ruling. Um, I always thought that California was going to be the second to last state with New York to go into phase two, just because of our highly dense populated uh, community. Uh, what are your thoughts on um, us moving so fast in the state of California? I personally think the lockdown thing should be, should be staying longer, at least like a month or two months more. People will go so crazy and it will get worse. Like people will go to the like hot, uh, mountains and beach everywhere, and then I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm it's still crazy, afraid. right? I mean, I yeah. feel like there's just so little information that we always know, and we're in the middle of the you know first time mm -hmm. in modern history where all 50 states simultaneously shut down all at the same time, and we're only about five weeks into it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a tricky situation. I know everybody's eager because I know, I don't know how you are. How are you getting by to get an income during these wild times? Because obviously you're not doing gigs. You can't be on the stage. Have you became an essential worker? Uh, have you been, uh, are you in that struggle right now with some of the other musicians who have had to apply for the UI, which is the unemployment insurance? Uh, are you dealing with any of those uh, crazy things? I was actually gonna start my OPT, which is um, I can work here legally besides school, but I thought, but I have to get a job as a musician, and I thought it would be impossible <laughs> during <laughs> right. this time. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take little more classes um, at school so that I can extend my student visa. Have you ever? How are you handling? How are you handling your online courses as a college student? Because I'm dying as a college professor. <laughs> I'm doing more work. No, I'm doing so much more work, and I even cut the work down for my students. Like it's kind of insane. So how are you handling it as a college student? Because I'm going crazy. I I only need to take general education, so I'm actually fine. But most of my friends uh, are taking semester break. Cause you know, like vocal mm. singers, actually we can sing, we can make noise everywhere, like at my room or in their living room, but like drummers, guitar players, they need summer to practice with the gears. They, they're going crazy. They're taking, cause they don't want to waste money when they cannot use uh, school things, you know, facility. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why the college refunds are intensifying throughout the whole nation. You know what? This is really scary, too, because actually reported this morning was today 
we actually just beat um, a world record or an actually a nation record. Uh, we have the worst unemployment rate since the Great Depression reported today. Um, and for a musician like yourself, um, this has got to be very scary because there's been a lot of reports recently that musicians are filing for the UI. And when they thought they'd get the full benefit in California, which is, you know, the $450 a week, a lot of them are only getting $77. And so when you are someone who is an international student who's coming into Los Angeles, are you starting to think of uh, doing what other musicians are doing? Because I saw a metal band, Bad Omens, actually start participating in virtual concerts, setting them up live in their living rooms and then selling mm -hmm. tickets for like $10. Do you think that's a reality oh, no. for yourself or do you think that's a little too extreme? I mean, you were like, whoa! You're like, do you think people <laughs> would give in to that? Or? <laughs> don't, but don't I have to meet my band members to do the virtual live song? That's a very good point. Not everybody has, uh, I guess, Jimmy Fallon, right? And he gets to bring the whole band on some on Zoom and then everybody's <laughs> got perfect audio quality, right? Maybe it would have to be a solo performance. Uh, it's crazy. I, I like, But that's why I'm asking you because I don't have any answers. <laughs> I'm like totally speechless. How are you going to get by? Well... For now, I'll just focus on making music. That's the safest thing I can do as a musician, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, just to sort of switch gears, I mean, you are an artist at the age of 22, correct? 22 or 23? Yeah. <laughs> 22. Yeah. And, which is incredible. And you just said you just recently got into music at, in 2019 because were you forced? I mean, wh wh what was that deal? I mean, how did, why did it come so now? And why is this new pursuit? Because obviously, I don't think you going into L.A. was to do music first in general, right? It was for music. Oh, I did not know yeah. that. But I didn't, I wasn't into writing music at all, like till like 2018. I, I just wanted to be like cover singer, you know, just, yeah. or like I, I wanted to teach some students but also I wanted to stay in LA after I graduated because <laughs> I love it here the music industry here is like bigger and like beautiful and then my friend told me if you want to stay here you got to put out your music and that you need to start your career as soon as possible before you graduate so I was like I was kind of forced true I was like okay let me let me start and then, like, my friends helped me just stay, stay here. <laughs> <laughs> get, you, get you honed in and get you focused, yeah. right? But I yeah. think that's cool that you're being introduced to new music because uh, I've never heard of a K-pop uh, little Spanish mix going on, and that only got me really <laughs> excited. And hopefully when you get that music produced, please send it our way so the rest of the listeners and viewers get to have that treat for <laughs> and, themselves because that sounds incredible. And where can um, all of our listeners find you? Instagram is where I'm most active. Uh, okay, what's your Instagram handler? What what is it? Zoa Music Official. Okay. And I have website zoaseo.com, Z O A S E O.com. Perfect. Um, Spotify, yeah. Yeah, Spotify Thank and Apple you. Music all over the place and you're on amazon.com. Purchase the EP yeah. support <laughs> The artist, and you know what? I and love. You can this. also find you can also um, after the show find her on the ChrisCollinsShow.com, and if you sign up and become a member, you will get a free 
CCS t-shirt. That's right. It looks all bold. You can't even see my face. Here, look at it. I'll do it There you go, fam. Look at it. You can get that CCS t-shirt. You know what's good, listeners? Yeah, there we go. What's good? I love these shirts. But hey, we're starting to transition into Strike Accord, where we play you music from your favorite artist if you actually physically or digitally pick up that record. And we're excited because we got Zoa here with us sticking around because she is our featured Strike Accord artist this week. And Zoa, I wanted to ask you about this because Marissa and I, we discovered this. This is pretty interesting. There were, In 2020, nearly 50% of the top 40 Spotify hits in the U.S., were the first track on a release according to an analysis uh, conducted by courts. So what is your stance on uh, streaming platforms such as Spotify and Apple? Because I kind of thought that was interesting that um, only track number one is the biggest feature compared to the rest of the album. Oh. And does, yeah, uh, how do you feel about that? <laughs> Does that make you kind of disappointed? Um, because to me, it does. I mean, I'm a big rock fan, right? Like, I, I just listened to the new Trivium album that came out two weeks ago. They had this beautiful intro with no vocals. It was like a minute 30. Oh. And you're thinking that was the greatest uh, introduction to the album, right? And I'm sure the musicians like yourself love to do those sort of things. Does that sort of disappoint you to know that the, 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 the listening audiences are what it's sort of telling me is not listening to the albums and they're going directly for the singles. What are your mm -hmm. thoughts on this? I, I kind of assumed, but you know, like I, I cannot always put my favorite song for on the first track, you know, cause it has whole album has like story and like it, it has flows, but I actually put my favorite song on the first track. <laughs> cause every yeah. time some new albums come out, I listen to like, first one and second one and then if i don't like it i don't listen to that <laughs> <laughs> well let me ask you did you do that intentionally though i mean because no. I mean, we joked with it with the uh, rapper baby byron i mean i looked at him and i said hey look i mean rappers all the time seem to drop albums and mixtapes with 25 tracks and they know that the half of the the second half of the album is shit it just sucks. It's not good. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, do you feel like the attention span of millennials and now this TikTok generation just doesn't have the attention span to want to listen to a 10-track album? Yeah. I don't know. 10, 10 is too much, I think. You for, think 10 is too much? I'm shocked. No, really, I'm shocked. You said 10 is too much nowadays? Because my friend was writing, my friend was about to put out her album and it was 12 songs. I, I said it's too much. Maybe you should divide like four songs each so that people can hear it. Maybe we are not that patient. <laughs> no, I, no, I'm curious. That, that's interesting because most of the rock albums nowadays are usually like, well, they used to be like 13 to 14. If I'm going to buy an album and it's less than 10 songs, I'm pissed. I've usually I, I'm going to be paid. I am. If I'm like bummed. Songs for an album. Now, if I was buying a single, I can just jump in. Okay, cool. Here's their little EP. Uh -huh. Let me get that single. But if I'm actually buying the album for 12 plus dollars and there's less than 10 songs, I will not be happy. Yeah, I get so butthurt on a level like because then the album's like 35 minutes long and then i feel like i just killed it within a half an hour and i'm like that was it i feel like i need more and i i don't know if 
people are doing that because they feel like they want to hold on to two extra tracks to later drop a deluxe album. I don't know if that's been, have you had any of those conversations before with anybody on your team? That's like, have no, you ever, not really. nobody's ever considered the bonus track route. Wow. That's oh, I love the bonus track. I love the bonus track route. Because that, because Right? Because I feel like Strike a Chord for the Chris Collins show got started because of the bonus tracks. And it's like, it's just like movies. Albums. You need a little bonus track too. Like I sit through the credits for that little bonus track. Right. Albums need a bonus track. We, I love bonus tracks. You, actually, Marissa, I think that's a great analogy because think about it with uh, Marvel movies, right? I mean, we get so amped up for the end credits. It's the same thing when we go to listen to our favorite artists and we're like, I want to hear another hidden track from Zoa. And maybe mm. we might be inspiring you a little bit. I don't know. But this is this mm -mm. has been such a fun conversation. I love it. But we are in the middle of Strike a Chord, right? And we want to play your music. And give us a little bit of background on one of your tracks called All the Way. All the Way. Um, it's about, it's a love song. Pre-love pre song because it's about having Christ. And like wondering, like, do you have same feeling as me? Like, do you get nervous when I don't text you back? Mm. And then, and like, I know you said a lot of yeah. these were your life stories too. So, uh, is that a significant person still in your life that you've written the song about, or is like that man off the but, curb? <laughs> when, I, when I was writing this song, I had a crush on somebody, and I, I, I was kind of giving my co-writer the idea, like about like not about the lyrics. But the chorus is more like, uh, hold my hand, pull me closer. I didn't mean to say this to the boy, but it's, it's <laughs> well, yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Do you feel like you make better music when you actually have these uh, romantic feelings, I guess? I mean, because when I listen to your music, it really is mesmerizing. I mean, you can rock me to sleep anytime, girl. I'm telling you. I mean, your music's <laughs> phenomenal. Really good. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So, do you do you feel like your your emotions come out stronger in your music when you have these sort of impacts in your life happen? Yeah, I think I've I've tried to write um, songs like based on like movie or book, but I couldn't. I have to experience. <laughs> and I, it it has to be my story and my love story or my breakup story. You know. And, and I love me, it. Yeah. So let's have the listeners interpretate your love uh, now breakup story. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh, now they get to know the hidden messages, right? But hey, this is uh, Zoa. This is off her EP, Zoa. And this is her song, All the Way. Enjoy, listeners. about what's inside your mind don't worry boy i won't waste your time tell them girls in your dm that you're mine you're the perfect season my reason for believing that nothing can replace this feeling it's you inside it's where i'm chilling all up on my hand moving
muted chris i know um that's the zoom live for everybody okay marissa probably would prefer me I, to be awesome, <laughs> FYI, oh well fyi you're awesome your awesome background was not on it was your actual computer screen and now we know chris does not watch porn before the show <laughs> <laughs> How embarrassing. Yeah, you would be one of those. Uh, did you hear about that story, Zoa? Where there was a college professor who was teaching his class and he didn't realize that his safari bookmark was open with uh, college girl porn? Uh, how would you feel oh if you were in a Zoom class? College girl porn. <gasps> yeah. No. He has a certain taste. Do you blame yeah. him? Oh, <laughs> I don't blame him, but I will drop that class. A lot of females actually did, and he ended up getting suspended. Yeah, I don't blame so, him. I mean. So, Chris, be aware of what you're sharing. <laughs> yeah. It was not the cool background. It was your silly little laptop. <laughs> it was the silly laptop towards the yes. end? You gotta be kidding me. Hey, well, that's fun. Hey, well, everybody gets to know what a MacBook laptop looks like. But, but hey, luckily, so, uh, and that was all the, whoa, sorry, Marissa, what were we saying? No, I'll say, luckily, her music is so amazing that it didn't <laughs> oh, matter what I was watching because I was rocking out to what I was listening to. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, you know what, Zoa? Well, we get to try this again because we are also playing another song from you. So Thank we you get cool. to try it again. Oh, that's too that's funny. Hey, you gotta love the Zoom life and this is radio. <laughs> but hey, one thing that I noticed, especially towards the end of All The Way, what was that sound that you guys were using? It seemed like you guys were warping like, I don't know, what was it? Where you have horns um, in the background? What was that? That's, that was a guitar with some effects. Wow. Uh, chorus, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was like, wow. It was wow. like playing back <laughs> <right> there, yeah. <laughs> it really, because I'm a musician too, and I, I play the guitar, and I would have never known that that was actually coming from a distortion into a guitar. Yeah. So that's amazing. Yeah. But since Probably we are speaking about amazing. guitars, I might as well throw this at you, because I thought this was really funny. Um, there's a Rage Against the Machine. It's a very popular band here out in L.A., 
the guitarist Tom Morello actually recently came out in a Metal Hammer interview criticizing millennials, actually, for not picking up their instruments. And he literally said, I am disgusted by the fact that a lot of young people these days aren't willing to sit down and practice electric guitar for eight hours a day. Zoa, do you practice your guitar eight hours a day? Because I sure don't. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> Is that a bit practice. extreme? Huh? Is that a bit extreme? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, truthfully, I, I play the guitar at least an hour. You know, if anything, too, yeah. if I'm really in the zone. But eight hours, I don't think any kid, not even, especially during this no, time. No, no. I mean, I wonder. I wonder if that's how he can justify charging thousands of dollars to watch them. Um, mm-hmm. Because- around and plays his guitar for eight hours a day. Sorry, I am no longer a fan of Rage Against the Machine. They are poo-poo in my book. Yeah, I'm actually pretty disappointed in them as well. And we'll catch up even Zoa and even the rest of the listeners. Rage Against the Machine is actually the first band to literally lie in your face about getting refunds back for your tickets. Literally, they're the first band to lie. I mean, they're literally saying that you can hit up your ticket company, you can go to the venue, and you can get a refund just because they uh, rescheduled the tour. Well, the thing is, Live Nation and Ticketmaster and StubHub all together, they're in a big lawsuit right now because if they have, because they changed the refund policies. They made it so if you reschedule or postpone, literally using those words, reschedule or postpone, you as a fan cannot get a refund. The same thing's happening with Coachella, wow. right? Coachella's postponed until October. Do you see that as a reality of shows coming back, and especially Coachella? Do you see that happening, Zoa? No. <laughs> yeah. And, and how do you feel about fans not being able to get their money back? Because to me, at least, it seems like they're really quick to take our money uh, the minute I hit that purchase. But true. the minute I need a refund, it's this whole uh, sign this it form, takes, like, go weeks. to them, this. Yeah. Uh, how true, do you feel for the fans right now? It's it's bad. I I know everyone's like um, confused and busy, but you should do what what you should do for your fans, you know. Um, yeah, like yeah, bad religion, bad religion um, canceled on purpose so that all of their fans get their money back. So kudos to you, Henry. Because the funny thing is when you think about it, just like how Marissa said, Bad Religion and their co-headliners, Alkaline Trio, they canceled it, but they also let their fans know, hey, listen, this lineup's not going away. We're going to bring the same tour. It's definitely already going to be rescheduled, but we're calling tour canceled because reality is there's going to be no shows in 2020 and what was mm-hmm. i forgot what state it was i think it was like missouri what are they going to have warp tour and have 32 dates in like 32 cities and they're just like playing one state I, I think that's wild but you know it seems like one bad dream <laughs> and this is no kudos I mean, to your song zoa and uh, as you said before a lot of these songs are based off real events and life stories. So how did the inspiration for one of your hit tracks, Bad Dreams, come along? This was the second song I've, I've written. And I was still like new to writing music. And I was so stressed that I had to, I was forced to write music and I have to put out music. And I was having like kind of de- depressing days. And I broke up <laughs> with my mm. ex-boyfriend. So it. I think breaking up kind of helped me writing this song. It's a 
like it's saying like oh i think it's a bad dream like i i, I want to wake up because i'm sad that i broke up <laughs> well, let me ask you this because your big theme on your EP is the color purple. Does that tie in with any of the certain theme that I'm not seeing? That because usually when I see purple, it's like royalty, right? It's like boom, oh, really? high class. Well, well, that's at least how oh. I identify purple. What does purple mean to you? I just like purple, <laughs> but but in Korea when we learn like uh, lecture like Korean like poem and everything purple means like depressed depression sad death I didn't mean to put that I just I just put purple smoke because I love purple so no meaning oh my god so <laughs> purple in South Korea means depression and death I named my kid yeah. depression and death my kid's <laughs> name is lilac <laughs> depression and death <laughs> no Mar well, I guess well. Well, Marissa, you have quite the punk lifestyle family, so I feel like us punk rockers, we live forever. Okay, we, so you have nothing to worry about, Marissa. But we want to share your song, Zoa. And I'm gonna do it right this time because I got the check mark up. But we are gonna be playing Zoa, and this song's called "Bad Dreams." I'm suffering like I didn't know I would Maybe there's something we should have done, could have been I still got your memory stuck in my head I guess tonight it's me and somebody instead Ran out of reasons to keep you at home I kept on praying that your love would change Seasons keep spinning but you'll see the same And our lips touch all that I taste this pain Tell me. 
Tell me everything's on without you A nightmare I can't even wake from But if it's the end of the story we made up I'll stay in this bad, bad dream That's right. That was so like this is hilarious. I, I I'm sorry for all the technical difficulties. It's so funny. You know what, Marissa? Just call me out. So call me out next time. That was such. Um, I do call moment. you out, and you're not checking your texts during the show <laughs> because I tried not yeah, to, I and then I saw it late. I was like, Oh, is he telling you what's going on? Even <laughs> <laughs> was like, What are you doing? <laughs> Hey, you gotta love it, fam. I love this kind of stuff. This is what I signed up for. This is radio, right? Like this is so. Well, at cool least so I, jazzy. at least I have job security when we go back into the studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am seriously, Marissa. I'm gonna need you so badly. There's so many quirks I'm still dealing with, but we love it because uh, we have Zoa. You are a phenomenal female artist. I want to remind all the listeners literally right after the show, our final note is literally going to be Zoa and we're going to be playing her song Been Meaning to Say. It's a phenomenal track. It's off her EP. Thank you. Zoa. So go ahead and check that out. And Marissa, and you got to do like Go to the com and become a member today and get a free TCS t-shirt. That's right, fam. Come and support it. Let's go. And, and, and you know what? I want to give a quick shout out to because this is honestly what's good. I am beyond stoked to shout this out, but we actually passed the thousand likes on Facebook on the Chris Collins show for, for all the followers and listeners out there. Thank you so much for supporting us. This is a huge milestone for us and we're continuing to grow fast. We're like weeds. We can't go away. So we're beyond excited, and we're going to make 2020 our year. <laughs> but, hey, let me tell you what's good because this is phenomenal. So, Marissa, I don't know about you. Can you, you turn or... your drum, drum roll down? Turn your drum roll down. You know what? I was trying to go all <laughs> natural with it, Marissa. It was like 10 seconds left. You could have just let it fly, okay? And you need to let it right. <laughs> all right, fine. Let me start over. <laughs> Okay, now so Marissa me... and Zoa and the rest of the listeners out there, I don't know about you, but haven't you ever noticed that millennials buy basketball shoes as if they're investing in stocks? Like, it always seems like that. I yes. mean, we put so much focus into basketball shoes. If anything, if you saw The Last Dance with Michael Jordan, you would know how crazy kids are, and it's still crazy today. But I got to say, this has got to be the next hottest shoe. And I think this is so cool. And this is why it's our What's Good. Because Nike has designed a special athletic shoe for healthcare workers that can withstand 12-hour shifts. Plus, the shoe has special material that is easy to wipe down and clean. So Nike described the Air Zoom Pulse as the first shoe designed for the healthcare athlete and everyday hero. So Nike has donated over 30,000 pairs to hospitals across the country here in the United States and 2,500 to hospitals in Europe. So Zoa and Marissa, uh, when I heard the name Zoom Pulse, <laughs> did you think that was kind of a joke on what we're living through right now with COVID-19? Because it seems like yes. our whole life is through virtual meetings, a.k.a. Zoom, and then the hint of the pulse. Yes. <laughs> you think this correlation? Yes. 
Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Nike throws <laughs> a lot of money in their production and how they market and what's the hottest trend and what will get people to look at it. Their shoes are hot. The name is hot. I love it. I want me some Zoom Pluses. <laughs> and Zoa, I'm going to imagine, since you are a millennial, you got to be amazing with investing in your basketball shoes because this is the equivalent of our stocks, right? Do you see these shoes being the next kind of hot product that everybody should jump on? And do you see this shoe possibly, uh, maybe it might be worth some shekels down the road. Do you think this is an investment that millennials should, you know, maybe uh, put their two cents in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not you're like that simple. Just yes. <laughs> yeah. right, well, I feel you because you know what I think is really cool about Nike? Nike provided more than 290,000 pieces of personal protective equipment and over 250,000 disposable face masks to hospitals across the United States. I don't know about you, but if it says the first healthcare worker athletic shoe, that sounds pretty dope. I think I might have to invest and that's going to be my own stock. So if I'm going to have to start a shoe collection, it's going to be athletic healthcare <laughs> worker shoes. All right. But hey, we just wanted to give one last shout out again to Zoa and where can they follow you on social media? On Instagram, it's Zoa Music Official, and I have a website, zoaseo.com, Z-O-A-S-E-O.com, and you can always find me on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, YouTube. You can put my name. Zola that's Sales. right. And you know what? Support the artist. Go and purchase her EP today. I mean, that's the greatest thing that we can do, especially during these crazy times with the coronavirus and COVID-19. So I want to make sure to say that. Go and support the artist. Support Zoe today. She's everywhere. Everywhere. And so Chris, go and find it. <laughs> who is our Thank next you. week's guest? Yeah, I am really stoked about this. We got a phenomenal young guest that are coming on. We got Alexander Titus, who is a journalist for The Hill. And he's just like the most stuff. crazy. Like, uh, this guy knows everything. So I cannot <laughs> wait to throw some rocks at the castle and debate with him, my friend, because it's going to be incredible. And for our striker court artist that's going to be joining us for the segment is Mandy Messias. She's coming back, and she's a phenomenal artist. So stick oh, I didn't know that one. It's going to be phenomenal. So we are in for a treat, my friend, for next week. But like I said before, enjoy the weekend. Keep the mind and body safe. And peace out. Ciao, bellas. And Thank before you. we head out, we're playing Zoe's song, Been Meaning to Say.
All right, fam. Thanks for joining us with this week on the Chris Collins Show. And I know Marissa and I, we're beyond stoked to have you guys join in with us. And we will see you next week at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Peace.